Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. So a few things coming up this week I want to tell you about. I'll just take not even one minute. We have a DPP this week, a disappearing patron party on Friday for party-level patrons, which is... Patrons of the truth, friends of the show, patron saints. And we are going to have a special guest uh, probably popping in halfway through. So it'll just be Brad and me in the beginning. Um, the reality is ours, who we did a guest spot with over the weekend. And you can get an early release of that on the premium Patreon feeds uh, today or tomorrow. We'll put those in there so you can get to know those guys. We look forward to hanging out with them. I'm doing three meetups in April. Three. One on April 3rd, which is just on Sunday. I'm taking next week off. I'm going to my mom's. I'm going to um, meet up with some family. But in the five days I'm going to be away, I'm going to do two meetups. So if you want to meet up with me April 3rd in Waltham, Massachusetts, or April 8th in Rockland County, New York, uh, check it out on thepropreport.com, the meetups page. Comment there if you want to be counted. And then uh, there's one on April 16th in Sherman Oaks with Jackie from Atlanta. She's coming out and we're going to get together with the L.A. side of the uh, prop report listener group and we still haven't found a place for that but uh, actually suggestions would be welcome also at the com on the meetups page i was alerted by a friend from voter ga that the podcast that you just mentioned with the reality czars received a content warning on twitter the warning said the following media may contain sensitive material so check it out if you're looking for some suppressed content that twitter doesn't want you to hear Wow. I actually wasn't 100% sure it was live. So now we know (laughs) it's out there. So people can actually probably just find it on their site if they want then, if it's already out. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, it it live streamed during it. I don't know if it's still out, but that was from the, I did retweet the live stream and I believe that that is when the notification showed up. Right. Okay. Well, I guess it's hot. (laughs) That's right. All right. Top story of the day. Everybody's talking about this on social media, and the only reason anybody knows that the Oscars happened last night is because that during the Oscars, while Chris Rock was presenting, I believe, for Best Documentary or something, but that doesn't even really matter, during it, he made a joke about Jada Smith, something about how G.I. Jane 2 is ready for her or something because she's bald because she has alopecia, and Will Smith walked up on stage and slapped Chris Rock, and then... Will Smith walked back down, sat back in his seat, and then he proceeded to shout at Chris Rock, heckling him, continuing heckling him, saying, get my wife's effing name out of your mouth. And then it went to commercial break, and apparently during the commercial break, you have Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry. So you have Medea and the cop from Training Day who are consoling and comforting Will Smith. You have Bradley Cooper hugging Will Smith, comforting victim Will Smith. And then at the after party, well, excuse me, before the after party, Will Smith was then later brought up because he won the award for best actor in whatever movie. I don't even know what the movie is, but he won the award. And then he is on video rapping, getting jiggy with it. His hit song, I guess, from the 90s at the end of the Oscars, they're all partying afterwards. So that's the gist of what happened. And a lot of people are asking whether this was staged or not. And I'm going to (laughs) say absolutely this was staged, in my opinion. Yes, for sure. If you watch it, and you kind of watch it in slow-mo. Yes, he makes contact with Chris Rock, but it's very 
ditzy, very hits them kind of with the tips. Oh, of he should have really smacked them. They should have gone, you know, come on, stay, right. <laughs> live it. If you're going to go up there and you're going to do that and you want to make yeah. a, a virtue signal to the ladies out there, then you got to hit him a little bit harder than he hit him. Yeah, he's going to have to take it. They yeah, have to agree with right. that. It absolutely looks staged to me. I've done theatrical stage fighting before, and some people like to use techniques where the fighting appears to be real, but the actors aren't actually making contact, or it kind of appears to be real anyway. Others like to go method, as long as all of the actors involved agree to it, and they make light contact to make it look more real. And that's what appears to be going on here. So... It was real in the sense that Will Smith's hand or fingers really made contact with Chris Rock's face. However, it is my opinion that it was pre-planned and both of the actors were in on it. And this was a PR stunt because nobody paid attention to the Oscars. The only reason, that, like I said, is because that happened. So that's why the Oscars are getting attention. Number two, this got attention on his wife's condition. That's now a subject of conversation. And number three, it also puts into the spotlight, again, their open marriage, where his wife talks openly about how she's been with other partners. And Will Smith says there is no infidelity, at least on his side. And I think there could be something here where this leads to the normalizing uh, of that type of relationship, where I think that could be a storyline that we see pop up. There's a couple other things that I want to point out here. At what event ever on the planet could someone heckle a performer, then walk up on stage, slap that performer during the middle of the show, go sit back down, yell and heckle at that performer shouting swear words and not be escorted out of the building? On no pl- Kanye West jumped up on stage and took the microphone from, what's her name? Taylor Swift. From Taylor Swift and said that Beyonce should have won the award. And he was escorted out by MTV during that. Yet Will Smith gets to stay and win an award afterwards. I was shocked that Kanye was ever allowed to go to another award ceremony after that. I thought he got a slap on the wrist. And then I was at the Grammys when he tried to do the same thing to Beck, but... Decided against it halfway yeah. through. Oh, you were there and, at that one. Yeah, yeah, I was there. And he did return. And of course, Beck is one guy you can't say shouldn't win a Grammy. But so I actually thought Kanye was got away, got off like this, of course, is much worse. Will Smith is like a victim in this whole thing. No, and- that's the thing. So what I, how, what I took away, first of all, I didn't see it. And I'm still 100% positive it was staged. So because uh, it just went off too well. Like there's absolutely no way that. You know, it just went off too well. Like, that's why the Kanye Beck thing probably wasn't staged because it didn't go off very well. Right. So uh, it first and foremost, I think it shows that words are worse than actual violence. Oh, so yeah. what Chris Rock did was worse than what Will Smith did. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, he's a man who's white knighting his wife. So on that score, he's it just shows how violent men are. I think the worm is going to turn on this. I think that the narrative is going to flip because as I think it was like a CNN person said, it was out of control rage. I think although you feel like these guys are all about identity politics, whatever, if you go back to like what Dave Chappelle said about they always want black men to wear a dress and he just didn't want to do it. They want to emasculate black men. I think they really thrive on the stereotype that uh, black men are sexual or violent. Like, I think they promote that, even though they act like they don't. But here's a role. So it would have been racial if it was like white on black or whatever. But they made it so this guy's just out of control. They took the race part out of it from the surface. But I think that there is actually something to that. And Howard Stern did call him mentally unwell 
call Will Smith mentally unwell after doing that. And I'm glad you brought up Dave Chappelle because I was watching this little incident and I thought, you know, I've seen something like this before. Where have I seen an incident where Jada Smith's date goes up on heckles and then goes up on stage and gives it to the insensitive comedian? I know where I've seen that. I've seen it in The Nutty Professor where Eddie Murphy plays Jada Pinkett's date and Dave Chappelle plays the insensitive comedian and even physical violence in that scene as well. So all very similar in a film that Jada Smith was in. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, on a less humorous celebrity thing, and of course the celebrity stuff isn't, it seems humorous and silly, but it's always there to impact our culture, our laws, our perceptions, policy, opinions, everything. That propaganda is always about that, in my opinion. So uh, there's that, but there's some, and I do think it was all fake, a PR stunt. But there are a lot of other celebrities in the news over the past, basically the weekend, but one came from the previous week. I've been noticing, I'm not looking for it. I'm not looking up celebrity deaths, just what comes across. I look at the feed. I look, the feed I look at is basically turns out, it just generates itself on my iPhone. I didn't even set it up. It's like Google headlines. And that if I, if it comes in the, into that group, I'll see it. So there were four at least four deaths like that over the over the weekend. Maybe one was last week and I had missed it previously, but it was still in that feed today. One, of course, was Taylor Hawkins, who is the drummer for Foo Fighters. He was found dead in his hotel room in Columbia. He had been complaining of chest pains. The staff called uh, an ambulance for him and he was non-responsive when he arrived. So I have never heard of a drug overdose like that ever. I've known people who have died of drug overdoses. I've never heard that ever. All I've ever heard is they're found dead. And I, and I always say they wake up dead because you just nod off and heroin stuff like that is a respiratory suppressant. So you just like fall asleep, whatever. So I've never heard of this before. They immediately came out with a preliminary toxicology report, which I've also never heard of before. Now, this is in Colombia, so maybe they have different policies. And it was a urine test. I guess they extracted his urine and tested it, which you can have a very quick response on that. Uh, They found 10 substances in there, uh, according to the report, THC, antidepressants, benzo, is that Xanax? I think that's Xanax, and opioids. So the only thing that can really kill you there, I think, unless you're really overdoing it, would be the opioids. He had already had kind of, um, you know, having a history of drug abuse, and I think he had an OD at one point. uh, One person told me he had cancer. I didn't find that, but it's probably true. Wouldn't be surprised. All of those things are underlying conditions. So all of those things can make you weak. You can be a completely recovered drug addict and die at 50 of a heart attack for sure. But he was a, had been an anti-vax or at least had done a benefit for autism, which is related to a lot of the benefits for autism have as a backdrop, the vaccination connection or alleged vaccination connection with autism. Uh, So he was uh, not, from rumor has it, he didn't want to get the jab, but he had to for the Foo Fighters because he was touring with them, boosted in everything, supposedly. So I would say if you have underlying conditions, uh, maybe, you know, it seems like the pattern is you die of them, but... But the COVID, and I think the jab and COVID are the same thing, that toxic spike protein, uh, preys on that stuff. Now, I also just read, thanks to a tweet, that Dave Grohl, the head singer, the lead man on the Foo Fighters, is uh, 
just announced a couple of weeks ago that he's deaf. That he's Did been he? deaf for a long time, oh. n- never came out with his been reading lips. Now, I know someone personally who got tinnitus after the first jab and was told immediately by the doctor that it was a side effect of the vaccine and he should not get the second jab. So I know tinnitus and other hearing loss, or I should say, wouldn't surprise me if other hearing loss was related to that. So Grohl was also injured. Well, he blames it on his uh, musical background. But again, that could just be an underlying condition. You start with from point of weakness. It came out that, so he was, Taylor Hawkins was complaining of chest pains. Bob Saget, did you read this? That it was in the police report that somebody who was working with him, a runner at the Ponte Vedra concert hall, where I guess he did his last show, she said that he had complained that he was not feeling well and that he was suffering from long-term COVID. That's what he was complaining of that day. Wow. And that he was positive for COVID uh, in his autopsy and prior to that show, not too long prior to that show. So he was feeling unwell earlier in that day. I guess, you know, I don't know how that, that relates to occipital fractures, but anyway, I got two more. Let's hear him. So Mary Jane Thomas, someone I don't know, she was the wife of Hank Williams Jr. She died Tuesday in Jupiter, Florida. She They can't get her age right. They're not sure if she's 58 or 61. My guess is she's 61 and lied about her age for a little bit. She It says that uh, the police department received a medical call to the Jupiter Beach Resort and Spa around 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, the patient was transferred to a local hospital where she was pronounced dead. Now, I thought the reporting on this was interesting. TMZ reported on Wednesday. This is in People magazine. It says TMZ reported Wednesday that William's wife may have suffered a complication from a medical procedure leading to her death. So it didn't say anything more than that. So I went to the TMZ article. The TMZ article explained a little more. A family member confirmed that Mary Jane passed away Tuesday in Jupiter, Florida. And we're told the early indication is it appears she suffered a complication, possibly a blood clot from a medical procedure. Now, I would like to know if anyone would consider a vaccination a medical procedure. I don't know. And then... The last one was Jeff Carson, who I would not actually consider a celebrity, but he was in the feed. Uh, He did have a lot of hits, um, or I guess he was a songwriter. I don't know, but not on Your Love and The Car, a country music singer and songwriter who was a police officer at this point, died in Tennessee at the age of 58 of a heart attack. You know, this stuff... I, I just I feel like I've been anticipating that you would get a lot of fairly young people d- dying in 2022. I didn't expect any of it to be attributed to anything but stuff like this, heart attacks and blood clots. But there they are. Did and we, cancer, too, I think. Yeah. Is, did we talk about Haley Bieber? We did, didn't we? Oh, I mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Hers seems very suspicious as well. And she's 20 something. 25. And what was it? A blood clot. Yeah, I mean, she said it was from COVID, which it could well be, because I actually think that the vax and COVID is the vax is just COVID by other means. <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. So Biden spoke nine words that were unscripted. I know this because every media outlet on TV, on the Internet right now has a similar headline about Biden's nine words. One of them, CNN, how Biden's nine unscripted words could impact the war in Ukraine. 
New York Times, after Biden's fiery speech, nine unscripted words reverberate. CBS, nine unscripted words by Biden on Ukraine lead to international uproar. I mean, it's across the board. Everybody is coordinated on the nine scripted words narrative. And he spoke these nine unscripted words during his speech in Poland, where he was trying to rally up even more international support for Ukraine in their war against Russia. And here are the nine words that he said. He said, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Obviously speaking about Putin, not speaking about Zelensky, as maybe he should have been speaking about, but speaking about Putin. And what is clear in the reporting on this is that they want us to know that Biden's words were unscripted. And also they want us to know that maybe we should be thinking and talking about the United States removing Putin from power. And ultimately, I think that that is the purpose of, I don't think this, I think this is also scripted. I don't think there's any way that this (laughs) was unscripted. This is Biden telling the world, it's time for the public to debate whether or not Putin should be removed so that the public can themselves decide if they want to support that so that it can be justified if that's what the powers that be were planning on doing anyway. And I've talked about how the Brookings Institute, the Chatham House, the Council on Foreign Relations, all of these think tanks during their panel discussions over the past few weeks, one thing that almost every single member of these panel discussions says is I don't see how the world can move on with Putin remaining in power. And now this is basically what all these people were saying and Biden repeating what they are saying again, yet again, to the world. Yes, I absolutely heard your words ringing in my ears about how this is what your think tanks were saying last week. And I'm, I, I think it is more about the conversation than necessarily actually removing him from power. Yes. I think we're we're leading into a run-up of maybe a pre-pack on the Ukraine crisis, which I want to talk about in the deep dive, and that that they are going to have to lay it on the feet of, I think, Biden's failures. Now, yep. who knows if they're going to say, well, this went too far, this gave you know, put wind under Putin's sails. He was losing, you know, who knows how they're going to play it out. But I think that I do believe that it it was beyond scripted. It was orchestrated and it came down from on high. There's no way that was an accidental flood that they threw in. And of course, they the White House came out later saying, no, he just went off script. I love that off script and that he's just saying that Putin shouldn't control the other regions outside of Russia, not Russia. And then Russia wasn't happy about it. Russia said that it's not up to Biden to decide who is in control of their country. It's up to the Russian people. And another thing he said during the speech, which was interesting, is and the article on CNN puts it like this. They say, but Biden made clear the current conflict in Ukraine, not a NATO member, doesn't require America to become directly involved. And then they quote Biden as saying, American forces are not in Europe to engage in conflict with Russian forces. American forces are here to defend NATO. Really? That's just that that's the whole counter strike, counterterrorism where we're here to defend NATO by punching you first. Basically, that's that's what right. I, I take. From oh, that. yeah. Preemptive, it's the provocative, strike. preemptive type of stuff. Preemptive yeah, because yeah, I, I heard a stupid thing on the news today. Some congressman said there was an ABC poll that said that Biden is making a terrible war wartime president. <laughs> like we're not at war. <laughs> but that's getting people to think like we are, though, and getting know, it normalized yeah. in that way of thinking. That's very interesting that they framed it that way. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really like nobody noticed that. The anchors didn't say anything. Right. So 
thinking past a sale, I believe, is what they call that in in uh, the sales world, where you're already thinking that we're at war. All right, on the cancel front, since we're covering the cancel front now, the world is now canceling science if that science comes from Russia. Mm-hmm. So we have. The Russian Mars rover pro- project with the European Space Agency is now on hold. Russian institutions have been suspended from CERN, which is the world's largest particle lab. A prestigious math conference has been removed from St. Petersburg in, to a virtual meeting, and Russian scientific journals are being frozen out of key international databases. And then we have, high, then we have a high-profile scientific journal like Science and Nature. They aren't necessarily rejecting uh, Projects submitted by Russia, but the financial sanctions placed on Russia makes paying the processing fee to get in very difficult because they can't use. I guess they use was it Swift? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. So I guess that that makes it challenging for them to pay for it. Which I heard it's also challenging for Russian podcasters to pay their podcasting fees to the platforms because of similar circumstances with the the payment processing and. In the United States, MIT has ended its relationship with the with a Russian science institute. That, but they said the years of work that they've done with them, they they're proud of their work, but they can no longer work with these evil Russians. And then we also have shifting over from science. Well, I should say this: they're calling for a boycott of science. I mean, that, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. It, a Russian scientist could cure everything. I, I found the cure for absolutely everything to solve the world's problems. And we're sorry, you're a Russian. We're boycotting that science. Do we have to boycott existing Russian science like Pavlov's? That's a great question. Do we, yeah, do we? Is it grandfathered into the boycott the existing Russian science? And then we have yet another athlete who is appearing to be canceled by his advertisers as Speedo has dropped a Russian swimmer. He didn't drop his Speedo. Speedo dropped him after he attended what they're calling a pro war rally in moscow and he says he's being targeted because of who he is because he's an athlete and he's a big sports star and he wore during an olympic medal ceremony he's another one of these athletes who wore the z symbol as he took the stage alongside other athletes now i know in some other circumstances russian athletes wore the z symbol because they're not allowed to wear their russian flag because officially the russians are banned from some of these international sporting events i'm not sure if the Olympics, the, China, the Olympics has happened in China. If that's the case, I don't know if he was doing it because of that. But they're banning him because he att- attended a rally. You cannot have a position outside of the mainstream world position. Otherwise, you will get canceled, especially if you're a prominent figure. Yeah, that idea of having the Z figure. I mean, there's your your swastika. There's your Putin as Hitler. Yeah, they're going to have to cancel all the old Sesame Street episodes where they talk about the letter Z. <laughs> Yeah, I I have actually I was looking for there was another story that talked about um, the Z symbol as de facto proof that I guess they're trying to make it look like they're the Nazis, but they're against the Nazis. You know what I mean? Like the Nazis are the Azov battalion. uh, Look at their symbolism. I should say that in this article, this was from CNN, they said that he was he was wearing a coat that had the nationalist Z symbol. That's how they framed it. Nationalist oh, Z yeah. symbol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Before we get to our deepest dive of the day, where we will try to get to the bottom of the Ukraine pre-pack, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR 
which is what a declassified CIA document says about cybernetic telepathy and the bizarre facts behind the latest lockdown in China. Before we get to that, can I give a shout out to True Hem Science? We love True Hem Science. They are so good to us and their products are fantastic. So they always give us their promos first. We have a True Hem Science gummy product. I want to tell you about it. It is organic, vegan. It is a real gummy. It's hard to make a gummy vegan, you know, because whatever gummies are gelatin is made from horse hooves, but this is vegan. They contain organic 100% hemp derived full spectrum hemp oil and 1.5 milligrams of THC, which is less than the uh, 0.3% according to federal guidelines. So it's all, no matter where you are, it's totally legal. They come in two sizes, a 12 count box and a 60 count jar. These gummies are great for rest, golfing, relaxation, before sleep, or to help one cope with the nightly news. Maybe that's why I like this stuff. The promotion is prop report. That's the code. And, uh, if you, Order $99, you receive a free 222 milligram of the new number 33 oil. So the numbers are really, the different stuff is really different. And uh, I like to try the new numbers. Type into the comment section, though, propaganda report so that he knows that you are a friend of our show and can give you that. But let's throw in an extra commercial. But that was just a little shout out to Chris. All right. And now on to our deepest dive of the day. So I was doing a podcast this morning with Clint from during the break. And I think it, this one, uh, he's got three podcasts, I realized. I thought it was of, for, and by the people, but I think it was a different one. Anyway, I'm doing this live stream with him. And in the corner, while I was talking to these guys over Facebook, it had a little blue and yellow symbol. And it said, stop Russian aggression. Click here to learn how. Stop Russian aggression. Was it a trick? That's pretty generic. You know, like that makes it feel like it was against us. Right. So, uh, and just a few other things I picked up on on the news today. I heard a Ukrainian refugee in Poland speaking to the news in pretty good English, talking about how they were suffering through sub-zero temperatures. And I don't know if you know anyone who is from Europe it takes them forever to think in Fahrenheit. They can live here and they really, and it's hard. It's hard to get your mind around a different yeah. like temperature system. Ukraine and Poland both use Celsius. So there were two Klitschkos on TV. There's uh, Vitaly Klitschko, who is the mayor of, of Kiev, and his brother... Vladimir Klitschko, who's a Klitschko, who's a boxing champ. And I think Vitaly might have been a boxer, too. And they're on the news saying we need money. We need weapons. We need to sanction Russia. So because every penny they get, they use on Russia. Uh, they use against us. They used to buy weapons against us. So we're getting a lot of this propaganda. Yet Vitaly Klitschko was one of the people actually named by Victoria Nuland in her conversation about the triumvirate she was going to put into place. Yats inside the government, Klitschko outside, and Tanny Book, the neo-Nazi or whatever, the far-right guy who was a part of the consortium with the neo-Nazis, 
on the outside. Cleach is still there. And now he's coming to the fore. He's definitely got kind of celebrity status. Uh, the propaganda is getting ever thicker. There was an AP poll where people said that Americans said we are closer to nuclear war than we ever have been, that Russia would potentially hit the homeland. So we are getting intensifying propaganda. Yet on CNN, I saw they did a special report with a general talking about the possible solutions. And the idea of having a brokered peace that involves breaking up the country just seemed so radical to me, except for that we had that foreshadowing from somebody who I think it was Tejas and Don Bass who said that we could that it was a that was already a package deal that NATO was going to get right up to the outskirts of Kiev and Russia was going to get the rest. And this general said Exactly that. And and I thought what he was saying was the Dnieper River, or however you pronounce it, they pronounce it differently depending on whose side you're on. Uh, and that's exactly what the general said. So I'm thinking more and more that this thing was rather pre-packed from the very beginning. The intensifying propaganda, I think, will play into how uh, it was Biden's to lose, and he did lose it. So we were winning, they were losing, but look, we actually cut up this country, Biden's such a boob. And... Uh, but the thing that I was most blown away by over the weekend, so then I start wondering, like, am I being fed different narratives? Do we are there any narratives that are really independent? And I'm not sure if this supports the the pro or the con in that argument, but Archbishop Vaganya, who was the ambassador to the US from the Vatican. So he had a really big position and he was a very wanted to really throw the book at the pedophile priests, but he'll never get credit for that, which makes me think he's for real because they try to discredit this guy. But he's the guy who was coming out during COVID saying this is a new world order plot to control <laughs> us. I mean, it's really amazing for uh, you know an archbishop with a high position in the Vatican speak like this. He'll he's either he'll either ne- he should be pope, but if he he'll either never be pope or if he is Pope, then I'll have to second guess. But I keep thinking, like, is this guy for real? I, I think he might be for real. I am putting in the show notes his amazing treatise on Ukraine and Russia. I mean, every single word of it is, I would say, valid. I mean, he even throws in how Biden's not legitimately elected, which I just thought, that's wow. amazing. But I wanted to just read the first sentence of this, the first paragraph, and then tell you where I think it's coming from and where it's headed, who he's targeting, and that this is the demographic to sway. Uh, If we look at what is happening in Ukraine without being misled by the gross falsifications of the mainstream media, we realize that respect for each other's rights has been completely ignored. Uh, Indeed, we have the impression that the Biden administration, NATO and the European Union deliberately want to maintain a situation of obvious imbalance precisely to make impossible any attempt at a peaceful resolution of the Ukrainian crisis, provoking the Russian Federation to trigger a conflict. Herein lies the seriousness of the problem. This is the trap set for both Russia and Ukraine, using both of them to enable the globalist elite to carry out its criminal plan. And he goes on to talk about 
how could you most of you people know COVID was the whole COVID narrative was a lie that your media was lying to you and yet not all of you realize that your media is still lying to you you must wake up to this truth so a uh, hat tip to BP who pointed out that he thought that that was a, a dog whistle to the anti-vax boomers who are still for war i would say it's those maga hat neocons who don't even realize that they're still neocons they they were went for the anti-vax thing but they they just have been so trained to think of any war as defensive that they're forgetting their moral compass they have been for a long long time and i feel like uh, he's right. And th- it's very long, but it is absolutely replete with the arguments. And I'm not sure if they they have all the facts and evidence. Some of the places where it looked like you could click through were dead on my copy of this. But I would say it's an excellent resource if you're looking to flesh out your understanding of the crisis or to persuade someone or to support your uh, viewpoint, because he has a lot of credibility, in my opinion. Yeah, that sounds like he does. I wonder how long it'll be until they say that he is the, did you say he was an archbishop? Is that what he is? He's the archbishop, yeah. He's Putin's archbishop. He's carrying water for Putin. Yeah, maybe, but that would be a hard argument to make because the Russian Orthodox Church is, is in our mind, schismatic. You know, like they're not the real church. So he would, the Catholics like him are pretty strict about that kind of thing. And I feel like it would be, I mean, they're, they might make that argument, but it would, I think that I'm, he, it would be hard for anyone to understand it and think that he was a Russian shell, but I agree with you. They're going to make it sound like that, but there, I think they may basically for him would just go for the nut job idea because of his vax position. Yeah. So, Anyway, uh, and I wanted to give an unsolicited shout out to Michael Cremo, people who were enjoying that interview with him about the forbidden archaeology. He is having a Living Truth Summit in Mount Shasta, which is quite beautiful, April 1st to the 4th. So it's actually this weekend. Details can be found at M. Cremo, M, or it's Cremo. I pronounce it Cremo because it's spelled that way, but it's Cremo. M C R E M O dot com slash schedule but it's mcremo.com if you want to check out maybe legit bat will be interested i think they live up that way very cool any other shout outs that's it all right thank you monica thank you guys for listening you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at the propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the propaganda report podcast feed if you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a dmb you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report rockfin.com slash propaganda report propreport.locals.com and you can check out our our various offerings on each platform we will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the dnbxr have a fantastic rest of your day <laughs>